We'll go ahead and get started. George Tech head coach Jeff Collins. Coach, if you could open up with a, uh, with a statement talking about uh, last week's bye week and looking ahead to uh, sure. Temple. Thanks, Mike, as always, for the rousing introduction. <laughs> it just, it just evokes positivity, and I, I truly appreciate it there. Mike Flynn. Uh, really good off week. Um, uh, got a lot of work. We had three really good uh, developmental practices, which we needed. And, uh, you know, the guys came out with great attitude. We opened the practice for you guys to be able to see um, how hard the guys worked, the energy, the positivity, the, the coaching uh, that existed in the program for those three days was really good. Uh, obviously, in the city of Atlanta, I want to give, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to Keanu Neal. Um, how much he means to me personally when I coached him at the University of Florida, uh, 17th pick in the draft here, and to see him go down and all that he invests, the hard work that he does, uh, just he, he means a lot to me, and I know he means a lot to that organization and to this city. Um, also internally, uh, don't really talk about injuries much, but uh, Jahazel um, won't play the rest of the season. Uh, you know, so we will greatly miss him. He was playing offensive line for us. He was playing defensive line for us. Um, but the nice thing is he does have the red shirt and uh, having the red shirt rule, being able to play four games or less. Um, and he still had one available. So he'll be uh, returning uh, to play for us another year. Um, so it's obviously bad news uh, in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to be nice to have him uh, back for another year. Um, you know, the nice thing about the, the bye week, um, really got to invest in the things that we need to improve on. You know, we're still in the infancy, infancy stages of, you know, one of the most historic, um, I don't want the word turnaround, but just of complete transformation of a program. The guys have been unbelievable and uh, just getting better every single day. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of confidence, and I even mentioned in the press conference after the last game, is I easily and clearly see the vision of this program and the hard work that these guys put in, the work ethic, the attitude that they bring every day, the energy level, um, the, the recruiting that we're putting in, the development with Lou Corral and his strength staff um, is second to none. And uh, so I understand uh, very clearly uh, what this place is going to be. And uh, we're just going through it every single day. Um, the, the results matter and everything's a results-based thing, but we have to make sure our processes are in place. So the thing that we've been very critical of and uh, educating our players are what flaws happen in the process um, that we need to improve on to be able to play at a high level. And the guys understand that and they've been really good at it. Um, got a lot of confidence over the last uh, couple of years. You know, went four out of the last five my first year, eight out of the last in the second year, and we have a mentality. We're trying to get better every single day, every single phase of our program, and the guys have bought into it and have done a really, really nice job um, with that. So um, with that, open up for uh, questions. Hey, Rob. What, what did you take away from watching the – Buffalo Temple game, and did you see anything different than you expected from the personnel that you were there? Yeah, so I think you know the the entire two deep um, played for us for the last two years, um, or we recruited them. Um, and first of all, let me say that uh, this game is not about me. I know there's going to be a lot of questions and a lot of leading up to Temple versus me. 
that is not what this is. This is Georgia Tech football program versus the Temple University football program. Um, obviously, I love the players that we're coaching now, um, and I love the players that I was blessed to coach and recruit uh, the two years that I was there. I have a lot of strong feelings um, you know, for those people in that organization. Uh, they mean a lot to me. When you go through two years at a place, and we invest a lot. You guys have seen this, right? Tori, you've seen how we invest in these players. Uh, we did the same thing at the previous place. Um, get to know them in every way, shape, and form. Uh, we do so, uh, so many, uh, the mat drills that we do, the off-season workouts, the bon voyage workouts, the protect the link, the broad street bully workouts, the red dot, green dot, all of those things that we do uh, form bonds that are going to last, uh, you know, for a long time. And uh, so think the world of those guys. So I'm watching the game on Saturday and uh, on TV, and my three-year-old daughter um, is sitting there, and she's running around singing the fight song, singing the Temple University fight song. And uh, so... Uh, you know, every time I leave a place, you know, uh, I have strong affection for the guys that I coached. I cheer for them. I root for them. Um, I want to see them have success. Um, obviously, we have to compete against them on Saturday, but that doesn't change, you know, the feelings and the strong feelings that I have for those guys individually. Um, but it's time to compete, and we're, we will do that. Um, but it's, uh, you know, when they have success, I take great pride in it. Um, Any time that, that they don't, um, you know, you feel for them. And uh, so, but we've got to, you know, put the ball down um, on Saturday and play a football game. Uh, I think after uh, two weeks ago when they beat Maryland, uh, Sean Bradley, the middle linebacker, uh, talked about a lot of things that he had heard us say for the previous two years, um, put the ball down. Um, you know, those situations, you've got to do those things. And uh, so you hear those things and you're proud that you, know, you had some kind of influence um, on them to, to play at a high level. So um, but think the world of those guys. Kelly? came a situation last year very similar where you lost an FCS game. Sure. Kind of struggled out of the gate and then got hot in the back end. In league play in particular, are there things that you learned from that that you can apply to this team? Is that something that you can kind of point out to these guys now? They still have most of their goals in front of them going forward. So, uh, and you guys are still getting to know me. Um, I look at what things we need to fix, um, things that we need to get better at, and go and attack those things and try to improve every single day. Um, I've been blessed with a, I guess probably from playing DB, a short, short uh, uh, memory of bad things that happen. Um, here's what happened to us, here's how we have to correct it, and then we need to move forward and have a belief system um, in what we do and how we do it. And I think that transcends, transcends and I think that gets instilled in our players. Um, you know, we don't panic. We know we're going to get better. Um, here are the processes that we need to do in order to accomplish whatever goals that we have. Um, you know, so we do that on a daily basis. And the entire focus on every single thing that we do is one play at a time, one day at a time. Learn from what we had in the past. Never waste a failure and get better from those things. And I think that mindset 
Um, when you instill it in an organization, you instill it in your players, it leads to them having success currently, and it leads to them having success moving forward uh, from this great institution as well. Coach, I know you know their personnel. Scheme-wise, how are they different? Uh, there's a lot of similarities. Um, you know, there's a lot of returning starters on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing is when we go to the production meeting uh, Friday with the TV people, um, we're probably going to have to schedule double time because um, I know those guys so well. And, uh, you know, invariably we'll end up wanting to talk to them about those guys as well. Um, but schematically there's a lot of similarities, um, you know, from what – they did at Northern Illinois, um, but then taking what the guys that are on that roster do well and, uh, you know, using that to their advantage and to their strengths. And, uh, there, I mean, there's a lot of really, really good players um, that we were blessed to recruit, a lot of really good players uh, that we were able to develop. Uh, and you turn on the turn on tape and you see that. What's the biggest challenge this just we have to focus on ourselves. That is the focus every single week. What is our process? What do we do on a Tuesday's practice? Here's what we do. We go team run. We do team force. We go good on good, seven on seven. We go team run versus development. We go short yardage. We go goal line. We go team blitz, and that is our process. Then this afternoon we'll come back, put the film to bed, come back in the morning, put the red zone and third down game plan in. So we have to focus on ourselves to be ready to play at a high level. Um, you know, we very rarely any week talk about the opponent. And I know this week I'm going to get asked a lot about the opponent. I understand that. Um, but we spend a lot of time on here's what the opponent we're playing does schematically. Here's the things that we're going to do to counteract that. And that's across the board offense, defense, and special teams. Why is that? Why do you not concentrate on the opposite? Is it because building this program? Well, no, that's you want them just to worry about themselves. That's how we've done. I've had a lot. I've had a lot of success, um, notably over the last eleven years, and uh, that's how we've done it. If you focus on yourself and get better every single thing that you do, and then you have carryover from week to week schematically, then at the end you're going to be a really good football team. If every single week you're worried about this little thing and that little thing, and your focus is external then you're not getting better yourself. You're just scheming up this little thing, but you're not staying in the internal. And that's what I think we do a really good job at. And I think that's why every single year we've played at a really high level and we get better every single week uh, going forward. And that's how we're doing things. Tori and then Matt. When it comes to the game planning, you kind of talked a little bit about this, but and this might be a reach, but when you go to collaborate with offensive and defensive staff, is there more collaboration considering how much you guys know about this team? Uh, not really. I mean, the, so you've seen how we do things. Uh, every coach in our program coaches every single player. So we do our off-season conditioning programs, and Dave Patton, our offense coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and we do our off-season conditioning teams, might not have a quarterback on his off-season team. So we form bonds across the organization, and they get to know every single player we spend an inordinate amount of time every single day after every workout, after every practice, talking about every single player on the roster. And we've done that for the last two years. So Dave Patnode knows those players and has good relationships with the defensive players. Coach Thacker, the same thing. He knows the offensive players, has good relationships, knows their strengths, knows their weaknesses. Um, so that part of it isn't. 
you know, we don't need to do that as much. I don't think I asked the question correctly. Okay. I meant kind of when you look at Temple's players and you're talking from like offensive coach to maybe defensive coach and being like, hey, this guy does this really well, like that type of collaboration. Does that change at all going into this week? So we do know those things and we're trying to scheme some things up, um, but it's still about us and execution. Um, you know, it's, it's the things that we're doing relative to what has been done here for a long time are so vastly different that every single day we've got to grow and focus on ourselves every single day uh, to get better in every single phase. Beyond the fact any buy is good for the team to heal up bumps and bruises and things like that, was the timing of this buy coming off that loss good for this team or maybe not so much with so here's the way I operate. I don't rather anything. Here's the situation that's placed in front of me. Um, I'm probably over the top positive and find the way to see the best in every single opportunity. A lot of people try to find difficulties in every opportunity. I try to find opportunities. And uh, so this is the opportunity that's in front of us. This is what we have to do to get better. So I don't worry about if they're, this is better than that's better. Here's the situation that we're in, and this is how we're going to attack it and get better in every single phase, so. Uh, uh, there was one an hour and 17 minutes away and I have gone to it and uh, had a great meal uh, there it's on YouTube if anybody wants to watch it cheesesteaks with coach uh, season two episode one uh, is when we went to that Delaware uh, Waffle House right coach Yep. Uh, we've been at a lot of stops. What did the Temple experience? What did that? How did that go toward developing you as a coach? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it was my first head coaching job. Um, you know, I, Matt Rule had been the head coach for the four years prior. Had actually coached there for a total of ten years. He and I had been together at Division Three Albright College for two years. Um, at 1AA Western Carolina for four years. I was a defense coordinator. He was a linebacker's coach. Um, so I had an intimate knowledge of how that culture was, uh, the things that, that were really special about that place. Um, so that transition flowed fairly seamlessly because I understood and knew, um, and it kind of resembled a lot of the things that we do. And, uh, but, I, I mean, it's a, it's a special place, and the young men in that organization uh, I mean, I can't speak highly enough of them. Um, all the things that we went through, I mean, we took, uh, Coach Sinagra and I took uh, eight of them to Japan uh, for nine days uh, two summers ago. And, you know, five of those guys are still on the roster. And uh, you form bonds that, you know, that'll last a lifetime. And uh, so it was a special place um, and a special time. And I'm blessed to have had that opportunity. And I think the players understand um, that are there, how important Atlanta is to me. Um, I'd made no bones about how much I loved Atlanta even while I was up there, or really any stop that I've been at. Um, and then just being back home, my grandmother, she's 88 years old now, in the first three weeks of this season, she's seen me coach more football games than she had in the previous 11 years of my coaching career. She's seen my three-year-old daughter more in the last three months than she had in the previous three years. 
And as you get older in your coaching profession, those things matter. And uh, being back down here and having family around uh, doesn't discount how special I think my experience was there, uh, the fondness that I have for those young men that are in that program. Um, and it was a special time and it was the right time uh, for us to be there. Um, and then coming back home and I've always had an affection for this place and had a grand vision of what I know this place can be. You know, obviously I'm wearing the Joe Hamilton uh, t-shirt today and I just was talking to our players out there that he finished second in the Heisman Trophy, right? He was one of the elite players in college football and that is the standard that we're trying to get this, crazy, this place back to. Um, great players, great leaders, great teammates, um, having the expectation uh, to play on a national stage, uh, those kind of things are so just a little symbolic. Shout out to Joe Ham, number 14. Uh, so. One or two more, Paul. You talk about Temple. Are there any things uh, from Urban University that you can bring here? Obviously, there are a lot of differences, but did that experience uh, uh, sort of uh, translate to your I, I Probably, I think the, my upbringing from being here in Atlanta, I was able to connect um, up there with, with you know, the, um, the guys, I guess. But it's, you know, I don't know. I, I think just uh, one of the biggest things to be able to connect is that you truly have to care about people. And that's whether you're in a rural setting, that, whether you're in an urban setting, it does not matter. Having other people's best interest at heart really wanting to make an impact in their lives so that they can do something special on the field, off the field, academically, in their career. Those things matter to me, and they matter to our coaching staff, the men that I've been blessed uh, to assemble on this staff, um, have that innate ability to connect with others because they really care about them achieving something special in life. And I think that resonates regardless of it being urban or rural or anything like that. Do you think your players are You would have to ask them. I mean, I try to make it all about our process. Um, we're still learning every single day how we improve our process, how we perfect our process. So um, that's a that's a question for them. Okay, and then Pat. Um, I'm curious, you've you played both uh, Wesley and Brent so far. And how, can you, I guess, talk a little bit about how, how you go about deciding how those Sure. Absolutely. It's the, it's the same thing we do at every single position. Um, we have metrics and chart every single kick. We chart every single throw. We have a win-loss column in the DB room every single day at the point of attack. What's your percentage of wins? What's your percentage of losses when you're at the point of attack? Um, so we do that for every single position. Um, and then the data has shown who we're going to kick, and it will change uh, you know, every single week. Uh, throughout the season, because they're both really good. Um, two weeks ago on Wednesday, I mean, we had a, we stopped practice and put them in between the hashes and just kept moving the ball around almost like a game of horse and uh, to kick and we charted um, every single kick that they kicked during practice is charted, just like every single throw that we throw in practice is charted, every single one-on-one -on -one route is charted. So that's the same process we use for every single position. Patrick, Coach, uh, you played really clean first two weeks. Yep. And against the Citadel, penalties took a big jump. Yep. Costly. How have you addressed that in the bye week? 
so we addressed this. We the first day that we're back, that Monday in the team meeting, and I kind of talked about it on the radio show last week. Is the five penalties that we had? The penalties in and of themselves, we don't want to have happen. But we talked about what is the result from us getting that. So the process of us getting a penalty and allow ourselves to make a poor decision in the heat of a moment, how did it affect the team? So it affected the team with 19 minutes and one second more of possession time. So they allowed on one drive three first downs that should have been stops that added, I think, eight minutes to the clock. There's another drive. So the, the penalty in and of itself was bad. We coached it. Uh, we don't want to make these decisions to put ourselves in harm's way, but let's look at how it impacted every single person in this organization. 19 minutes and one second of possession time, 10 points, um, and I think four first downs. Um, the yardage part was, I think, 140 extra yards per those drives, uh, but the, the time of possession, and I'm sure everybody in this room was well-versed in how important that is when you're playing that kind of offense, um, and that was the key to the game. You know, the big plays, we had the edge. Turnovers, we had the edge. There was a lot of things that we had the edge in that game, but penalties had a direct influence on time of possession. And uh, to play at a high level, you can't do those things. You can't have self-inflicted wounds. And uh, I think it was very glaring when our guys saw it. And uh, we spent a lot of time going over it and reviewing it just to educate them to make really good decisions in the heat of the moment um, to enable yourself to win a football game. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, guys.